Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Outside, it's hotter than a Kota Ibushi OnlyFans channel. So why don't you come in and cool down with the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, where the takes are so cold, you'll think they were NXT's ratings. <laughs> Joining you for the next hour of bollocks disguised as wrestling discussion is myself, Mathu, Jack the Jobber, and Hello. lovely Ross. How are you doing, first of all, Jack? I'm all good. It's just, it is boiling outside, isn't it? But I can't think of any better way to celebrate that than by doing a podcast for an hour and 40 minutes or so. So that's going to be good. Ross, how are you? Uh, delightful. I'd just like to clarify, this is not a Ricky Gervais from Afterlife tribute. I have got some sort of conjunctivitis. I don't know how it's happened. My eyes look horrible. It's made us even uglier than I already am. So I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm not just a pretentious twat. Let's get that out of the way first. Matthew, on with the show. <laughs> I'm very happy to have uh, Chris Kamara as he is <laughs> broadcasting that one goal. That's a goal, but it's not a goal. But it is a goal. One nil, Jeff. He was, I thought he was doing some kind of Matrix thing, but no. No, uh, it's it's necessary. Believe me, it's necessary. Okay. Well, enough about Hollywood, Ross. Uh, we move on to the news, and like every other week this month, it's been a very bad, miserable week for it. So we'll get it out the way because we do like to enjoy ourselves in this podcast. We like to think that people watch this to be positive, but we can't be wrestling podcasters without talking about the Hannah Kimura situation um, last week or so, due to being on the reality TV show uh, Terrace House, I believe it's called, in Japan, the 22-year-old Yoshi Wrestler posted some horrible social media tweets and uh, basically passed away from self-inflicted wounds due to an incredible influx of horrible social harassment from people, not just the wrestling, but because of people who were fans of that reality TV show, which has now been uh, axed, according to BBC News, talking about this. And like I said, it's almost, in some negative ways, we miss out on important news stories that always seem to happen on a Friday, but on the the positive uh, thing of this happening, us doing the podcast a Thursday removed from this, is we're now on the upswing because for people who have, haven't been online or enjoying wrestling, it has not been a happy place this week. But there no. has been, at this time on Thursday, more chance for a reflection, more chance for people to look at how they deal with social media online and how they interact with people. There's more analysis to come of that, which can hopefully be a positive thing in this whole situation. Um, any other thoughts there, Jack? Um, just that she seemed, um, I, I, I'd, I'd heard of her, but I had very limited knowledge of Hanukkah but, um, just from watching little bits and pieces here and there, and then from everything that people have shared in the week since, 
and everything people everything that people have been saying about her she seemed like she had a real um like an organic spark like she was she wasn't just a good wrestler she was a really good character as well um and everyone and in terms of like what she was actually like in person everyone's been telling stories about how she was just the nicest person so it's a tremendous shame um and hopefully she'll be remembered for really good things i mean she was one of the four women to compete in the tokyo dome just before wrestle kingdom this year um she had a really bright future by all accounts so it's it's really really sad news and ross ah what else do i need to say like it's just a massive tragedy and just be nicer i guess it's the the moral of this story if there is one to take from it just yeah be nicer i don't know what you say this horrible situation no fair enough we try not to delve too much into sad stories on this show but in fairness if we didn't do that then we have nothing to talk about regards to wrestling so we'll try and move on now to clarify last week on the show we said whatever the news writer had been writing about drew gulak that his contract expired and he hadn't renewed uh to re-clarify what's happened with drew gulak his contract expired during negotiating they've negotiated it's finished he'll apparently be back on friday Okay. So if no one reported anything, no one would have noticed. So I sent a little congratulations note to Drew Gulak, and he said, thanks, I think. It's <laughs> the kind of hard-hitting journalism you can expect from a show like Cultaholic. <laughs> so nothing to see here. Carry on. Kyrie Sane is apparently injured on the pre-tape Raw that will air this Monday, and I'll give you 50p if you can figure out who she was wrestling now, at the time. Well, right, so it was Nia Jax, right? Okay, that's, yeah. But... I'll send you 50p in the post. Thank you. But um, apparently, I think it was maybe Brian Alvarez has clarified that it wasn't Nia Jax being careless. It was just one of those just one of those things that happens this time. Not to suggest that Nia Jax hasn't been careless in the past, but apparently in this instance, it was almost like a boy who cried wolf situation. Like she wasn't actually, wasn't actually her fault this time. That's right. As the theme music says, she's not a monster. I knew that additional bit of story and I knew Jack knew it as well. So I threw it up and he hit it with a bat. Thank you, Jack. Monday Night Raw started the new step dealing with the C virus that we're not allowed to say on these YouTube shows without losing money by implementing plexiglass. I'll keep it out. Uh, <laughs> this is obviously devoted opinion online. But what do you think of it, Ross? What do you mean it's divided opinion? Well, it's wrestling. What, they, they had plexiglass there as a safety measure? What's the issue? It looks silly. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's divided not my, opinion. Not my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts of some people. Yeah, I don't know what the... Yeah, it was... If it's a safety measure that's necessary, they, they did it good for them. I just thought it was weird how they did that and the social distancing in the crowd all to build up to the final segment of the night where there was a massive brawl involving the people who had been social distancing, undoing all their good work. That was a bit weird. But yeah, if it's a safety measure, good for them. I don't see what the issue is personally. I hadn't thought about that bit at the end of Raw. <laughs> <with the> old... <laughs> Everyone told their hands up going, well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, last episode of AEW Dynamite last week saw, again, what a happy time for wrestling. Britt Baker out for only three months which sounds bad but it could have been as bad as nine months so there you go phoenix was too banged up from doing a dive onto exactly nobody that he wasn't able to participate in the double or nothing ladder match uh, but matt jackson still did his match with a broken rib so he can do the kurt angle skit and sell some t-shirts i imagine <laughs> and 
in case you're wondering, what was that Double or Nothing show like? Oh, don't worry, we'll let you know. Uh, let's do a rundown now. Best Friends beat Private Party to become the number one contenders in the pre-show. Uh, they seem to off-step compared to what they're usually capable of, in my opinion. Jack seems to be nodding, so I'll let him talk. It just seemed like a bit of ring rust from Private Party a little bit. But um, this week on Dynamite, that we'll talk about later, they looked back closer to their usual form. So hopefully it was just that. That's right. Uh, Brian Cage wins the casino ladder match uh, with little Taz there uh, as his manager, which is good times. I like the casino ladder match. I like the format of having it staggered. Uh, not only was it a good match, but also meant that they will not go back to that crappy Battle Royal format they've had. Progress <laughs> AEW. So happy to see it. Uh, everyone get to do their little stuff, get their feuds out the way, have people interfere, shine for a bit. Darby Allen got to die, which he's a big fan of. Uh, yeah, I approved of this. What did you think, Ross? Yeah, me and Jack did a tier list about Money in the Bank uh, ladder matches last week, and we spoke about how one of the WWE ones had 10 people in and how it sort of ruined it. So I was a bit like, oof, there was nine in this one, I think, including Brian Cage. Uh, the backs were up against the wall slightly, but no, it, it was fun, wasn't it? I just loved... But the, the main takeaway for me was just Jim Ross's excitement and jubilation at the sight of the brand new, uh, the newest AEW debutante, Brian Cage. What did he say? He was like, it's Brian Cage and Taz. <laughs> Is that his manager? Is that his partner? What's the relationship here? Oh, that was it. That was the highlight of the match for me. But yeah, Darby Allen's jump as well. The height on that to come down on your legs there mustn't be good. Yeah, good match. Fun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, good to see Brian. I'm definitely not leaving Impact for AEW Cage to show up. Impact From Impact him. onto AEW. Impact buried him on the way out, though. So it, oh. oh, did they? What happened, Jack? He lost two matches in one night. And it was against people who would never be losing matches against, if I remember rightly. Right, you, know what? you know what? I'm going to have a little search on cage match to see who he lost against. Do carry on. Oh, thank you. Multitasking. I like to see it. MJF beat Jungle Boy in a match that I liked because it was the battle of one guy who's going to do every movie knows to put away the other dude versus the guy who will do every cheap trick in the book to beat the other dude. And guess who won? So what do you think of that, Ross, while Jack tasks away? Just a lovely wrestling match, wasn't it? That was the thing about Double or Nothing for me. Again, like uh, All In was way back in the day. It was a proper variety show. There was something for everybody on the card. And this was more for your wrestling purists. Uh, apart from the, the bit on the apron, how MGF survived that, nobody knows to this day, I don't think. But yeah, it was just a good match, wasn't it? Liquid wrestling, I think I'd say. Yeah. Would have been great if he'd had the steel plate in his neck, like when Brad Hart fought Goldberg on Nitro. <laughs> And so, wait, while I'm Brian looking at the Cage, card... I'm not, I'm not sure if Brian Cage did get buried. I might have been wrong. Just to... Sorry, team. I'm sure people will let us know. There you go. That's my update. I've been on the scene. Need all the diggers in Diggerland to bury Brian Cage. Woof. <laughs> uh, Chris Statlander defeated Penelope... Po sorry, Penelope Ford. Penelope. Uh, match Penelope. Penelope. In a match that was as good it was going to be, considering it was supposed to be something else. You have thoughts, Jack? No, no, that's pretty much, yeah. Um, fair play to Penelope Ford for stepping in. I, I guess. I mean, I predicted that Statlander would win and go on to face Nyla Rose for the belt. That would have probably been wrong because Nyla Rose doesn't have the belt anymore. So I'm assuming Britt Baker was meant to win that match. But, but yeah, it was, it was what it was. Hmm. Oh, also Cody, don't call him Rhodes, not yet anyway, defeated... Lance Archer to become the brand new well not like that new yet TNT champion uh, I after Cody stole the show at every other big show slash pay-per-view 
AW has done since. This was only all right for me. Cody's best move is get the crowd behind him, get the cat <laughs> excited, as people like to say on this channel. And without that, it was just, uh, okay. There's Jake Roberts. There's Mike Tyson. There's Arn Anderson. There's the dog from Married with Children. And there's a new belt. Uh, any thoughts, Jack? Um, I thought that I thought it was all right still, and I did agree with Cody winning. I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, Lance Archer should have won," but I think Cody's going to be a really good first champion. But I know what you mean; it lacked a certain magic of Cody's usual pay per view matches. Ross, what did you think? Mike Tyson bored pit pissless. <laughs> it's one of, one of the greatest wrestling moments of the year so far. <laughs> they couldn't cut away from it quicker. It was fantastic. She'll do. It, she'll do it on three. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my main thing was, and it just might be me, but WWE do it sometimes where they have the referee come out from the back. They do it once or twice a year to correct the referee inside the ring, and it does my head in when they don't do it because you know you set a precedent there. You, I, I like precedents to be kept to. So AEW set a precedent in that match, and I hope they stick to it with referees coming out the correct calls. It's just a pet peeve for me, Matthew. And Jack, it might not be for you, but I'm going to just put it out there. I like beef. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes defeated Sean Spears. Oh, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? I'd already forgotten about it until I read it on these results that Jack sent me. Uh, anything to add, anybody? This was the Spears. variety show, like the portion that was just crap. I didn't like this bit at all. The crap portion. <laughs> the, 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 crap por the, the crap portion of the show. I, it, it was what it was. The, 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 the boxers got a laugh out of me. Yeah, I, yeah, they were good. Tully's face on the willy. It's not good. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, I didn't realise Spears was this low down the card now, but after this match, I was like, oh, he's, he's really doing... Jobs, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Yes, he was on the 10th match on the card. <laughs> uh, Ikaru Shida defeated Nyla Rose to win the women's title. And I thought That's the build surprised. was a bit odd because Nyla Rose had been twatting Shida with canes and putting her through tables. So naturally Shida went, well, I want to be in a match where you can do all that to me and still retain your title. And Nyla was like, get in. That That's perfect for me. That's my style. But, of course, it's like Kane. If that's her gimmick match, then she had to lose. So maybe I'm not with it as I thought. What were your thoughts, Ross? I can only... Because I, I thought it was a massive shock she had winning. Uh, just purely because of the improvement Nyla Rose has shown over the past few weeks. But I reckon it might be because of a face turn for Nyla Rose. Because certainly me watching her over the past few weeks and the, the one-liner she has now... She did one during the match, didn't she, with the blackjack table? I forget what it was. Always bet on black, wherever it was. That's the Wesley Snipes line, yes. Yeah, uh, but she's making me laugh, and I can only assume that maybe this is a face turn, mate. Like, coming mm. back for the title, I don't know. Because she is still a baby face. I've got no idea what to make of it. Just a massive shock. But Nyla Rose is good. She'll go far. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that seal of, of approval. How can she fail? Any thoughts, Jack? <laughs> I thought it was quite a good match, but like Ross, I was massively shocked when uh, when Shida won. But I get, I know that a lot of people really like Shida. She's not yet one member of the AW roster I've really gotten behind. I'm not a huge fan yet, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Maybe she'll maybe she'll be really good. She does right. She does one thing that really annoys me. Like it's just oh, she does this spot where she whips someone into the ropes, 
and immediately does a drop kick and misses and lands on her face, right? But she doesn't throw the drop kick as they she doesn't give them time to hook the ropes. She throws them and it's like she's playing SmackDown and has hit the strike button way too early. She just jumps at their back as they're running away. Apart from that, great. We'll see how she does. <laughs> yeah. Now she got the title, hopefully Sheeda can get a tight uh, more of a gimmick and more time on AW to have something other than Kenny Omega likes me. Yeah. Uh, John Moxley defeated Brody Lee to retain, well, get his title back from that thieving get Brody in a match where they threw every gimmick that Nyla Rose hadn't already used. <coughs> I rather liked two big lads gun at it. What do you think, Ross? That was it, wasn't it? It was just two lads knocking seven shades of proverbial out of each other. The lovely throwback, the Taz and Bam Bam through the, uh, the wow. ring walk thing. Uh, the, I enjoyed the finish more than anything. Just the shock of it all and a new move to John Moxley's arsenal. I, I, I liked it. I like big men slapping each other hard. <laughs> the tier list for big men slapping each other hard coming next week to Call the Holly. <laughs> Any thoughts, Jack? Yeah, I really liked it as well. Um, I just think Moxley's been an excellent champion so far. He, he kind of brings something slightly new to every feud that he has, but it's all wrapped up in the really cool John Moxley package, guys. Mm. Speaking of packages, the Elite and Matt Hardy beat the Inner Circle in the Stadium Stampede match. Yes! In, in the match that definitely happened. Yes. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, they might as well use what they've got, given the circumstances, like Robertson Crusoe, stuck on a desert island, got near crowd, could be pre-taped, balls, let's just go out and do what WWE does, but way better. So if the Money in the Bank scramble ladder match was epic movie, this was def uh, definitely Naked Gun two and a half. They used every joke they had. Some of them worked, some of them were a bit like, ha ha, but at least they were trying, and I approve of this. And I didn't realize how much stuff that was in this match until someone uh, shared a gif of, uh, I forget which one it was, of LA, not LAX, Proud and Powerful, Santana. doing the Irish whip. Thank you. Um, Turned on an Irish whip and Kenny Omega into the next area, and there was a transition, and then he went to the next bit. Like in the video games, such as WF No Mercy for the N64. And I didn't even get that until they pointed out. So, what was your favourite bit, Ross? Oh, what was my favourite bit? There was so much, wasn't there? I just, Sammy Guevara's performance again, everything he did, he's just, he's amazing, isn't he? Um, yeah, but he keeps getting murdered, so that's a bit of a shame. But I had a, I had a bit of a crisis writing my WTF moment script. So I was sat there watching Hager getting five glass bottles smashed off his head going, well, yeah, that wouldn't have happened in real life. He would have been bleeding and dying on the floor. I was like, I've just been doing these reviews wrong the entire time for these cinematic things. Just sit back and enjoy them. Don't try and critique them. If stuff doesn't, if doesn't, like the jokes don't work, that's fair enough, but most of them did in this match for me. And I just thought, yeah, I've been doing these review scripts wrong for my part, and I just I would like to apologise to everyone watching Cultaholic. That was my thoughts. Aww. Just a, lo a load of silly nonsense, wasn't it? And just enjoy what it was for. What it was yeah. Oh, for. my God. The Premier League's restarting on the 70... What? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just got an update. <laughs> when? I think... I'll find out. I think Owen's just sent a link. What? Sorry, this isn't... Should we talk about this? I don't know what... <laughs> I screw the stadium stampede. This is bigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 17th of June. Uh -huh. Bloody hell. So Matthew. anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, thoughts, yeah. Ma thoughts, Matthew, on the Premier League restart? <laughs> oh, hey. 
uh, I'll believe it until I see it, and my internet's been awkward. So I don't believe you. I think you're trying to distract us from your thoughts on the <laughs> the main event. I don't want to give you my thought. No, I really loved it. I liked how the inner circle got taken out one by one, and then um, I really enjoyed the bar brawl bit. I know that I know I agree with Ross that you've eventually just got to say, "Ah, oh, it's it's all fun and games." Um, the horse was at the start was absolutely brilliant. Um, the just everything that Sammy Sammy was really really good in this, and um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It might be my favorite of all of the cinematic or whatever we're calling them. My favorite of all the lockdown matches so far. Yes. Well, um, I enjoyed the Double or Nothing show. I got my nineteen ninety nines with because I ordered it via the website rather than the app. Any other thoughts, things, complaints about AEW, or should we let Tony Khan's checkbook do all the talking, lads? <laughs> I just really enjoyed, it. really enjoyed it as well. Thought it was good. Yeah, same. Fantastic. Well, that was a long intro, so let's cut to the next bit. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's what time for the wait, Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, wait. I've been, watching, I've been watching SmackDown. Oh, my God. And it's the Hall of Fame. So in last week's... Uh, do I have to do this? In condescending order, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. 14%. Bastards. Uh, in second place, Bob Burnquist. 17%. You're damn right and get his name right. But in first place, by a very wide margin, Martha Hart. Well, yeah. 69%. Nice. So, as the winner of last week, Ross, I remembered, uh, you may go first this week. I'm nominating a wrestling theme this week, Matthew. I've I've been exposed to for the first time, I think. Uh, Simon Diamond's ECW theme. Yes. Drain STH. I've been going on my walks and for whatever reason I've been putting on wrestling themes, you know, march along to Butchering the Blaze AEW theme. That's a fantastic song to get a power walk onto. But Simon Diamond's ECW theme, it's, oh, wave your arms in the air. We're just a, that one. What a tune. Go and listen to it. That's all I can say. Simon Diamond's ECW theme. Absolutely. He is in the Hall of Fame of wrestlers with better theme music than the rest of themselves. He enjoys the... <laughs> Enjoyed with such luminaries as Alex Riley and, oh, for being honest, just incredible. Sorry, mate. Maven. Oh. Maven's and David Flair. <laughs> but yeah, it's such an odd song. Like, what, what genre would you classify it as? I got, because it, it's, it's the main guitars, isn't it? Like the bow, wow, wow, that bit. Oh, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's just, it's something that gets you out your chair. Waving your arms yeah, in the arms, air, like you, like just, like you don't just don't care. care. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they obviously picked it because oh, his name's Simon Diamond. He does the Simon Says gimmick with his manager Dick Hurt. So let's pick this, and it's like, whoa, that's so cool. That sticks out so much. And then he comes out doing this, and you're like, oh, yeah, it does uh, work as a package, like. Jack, what have you got for us? Well, first of all, because um, we made Shad Gaspard an honorary Hall of Fame, should we do the same for Hanukkah Mura this time? Yes. 
Yeah, because we did that last week. But um, I'm glad my... that you have to ask as if either of us were going to go, nah. <laughs> Could she ever beat? <laughs> um, right. My actual, like, my, my, like, one for the Patreon this week is... So I'm surprised that Ross mentioned um, Afterlife in the start of the podcast because that's what I've been watching for the first time this week. Um, I've never watched a show so conflicting because one minute you're devastated and one minute it's hilarious. It's just such a roller coaster of emotion. Um, but I'm going to nominate my favourite character from Afterlife and that is um, Postman Pat. He's <laughs> such a good character if anyone's seen it. What? I, I mean, it's, he's just a postman who happens to be Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He's a bit of a scruffy, weird... He's always trying to come in and just make himself a breakfast in Ricky Gervais's house. But he's quite sweet and charming in the same sort of way. I think he's a wonderful character. And he's played by a very funny comedian. I've forgotten his name. He's Joe on Wilkinson. AR. Joe Wilkinson, that's the one. Yeah, Joe Wilkinson. Matthew, are you familiar with Joe Wilkinson? Not off the top of my head, so I'll Google he's, him and see if FIFA's still on. You'll recognise him. Yeah, he's on, like, when 8 out of 10 cats does Countdown, he's the assistant. Oh, that guy. There we, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. The bearded guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my nomination is Postman Pat, but not that one. The one-off Afterlife. Although I do love Postman Pat as well, the original, the OG. Yeah, if you want to win, you should just put Postman Pat and just put in brackets this ambiguation like they do on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm choosing I'm choosing Cristiano Postman Pat, not Brazilian original Postman Pat. That was good, Dan. I liked that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's a tough one this week, so I'm have to make mine matter. My Hall of Fame pick is my favourite mobile game of 2020, which is the game of mental health. Like Dark Souls, though, it's a very hard game, so I thought I'd get some three handy cheats to help you brag on the playground to all your mates. One, space out social media usage. Has a hell of an effect on your sanity meter, and you will need that later on in life. Two, if you see someone with an opinion you dislike, no need to screenshot or quote tweet him and tell your mates he's a bag of poo. Just block him, mute him, and move on. Be a much happier thing for you. And three, follow me on Twitter at Matthew Craig. <laughs> and only with these three tips will you slay the anxiety dragon and save the fair princess maiden. Uh, Happy Hedia of Austria. Didn't get this Happy far in my Hedia analogy. Of Austria. <laughs> She's foreign. Don't laugh, Jack. It started off so well. It started off so strong. The last and turtle. Saying... She took us out. Happy Hedia. Hit, hit it with my knees, face fur in the ground. I was doing so well. So mental health, the game that, unlike certain other ones, uh, is definitely not overrated in my book. I think everybody should play it, but play it well. And don't feel bad if you lose now and again. Pick yourself up. Be like a Tom Campbell. So my Hall of Fame pick is mental health. I think it's a very good point about spacing out. I, I tried it and it really does make you feel less anxious about things, doesn't it? Because you just it subject you just it's just a you're subjecting yourself to such a barrage of stuff and opinions and things that'll make you feel insecure or things that'll make you feel like you're comparing yourself to people. Everything, like all that stuff. So yeah, take a break from it. Absolutely works, one hundred percent. Good one. Good call, Matthew. Wow. What a Hall of Fame selection. Again, a bag of revels, isn't it? So, you have a choice between mental health. If you don't pick that, what's I saying about you? Postman Pat, in brackets, no, not that one. To other one. <laughs> it's, it's Simon Diamond's original theme. 
Can you name the band, Ross? I haven't got a clue. It was just, <laughs> it was just, you. just on YouTube with Simon Diamond's ECW theme and it's got the picture of him doing the old pose. That's that's the one I saw. I hope we get comments like we did with the Mike Awesome theme like Cultaholic brought me here. Oh. I like looking at them. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Wait a minute, I'm going to check. What, uh, well, you can actually, Jack, can you do the bit? Because I want to see if I've actually got that on my phone right now. I was just going to say it's weird that um, all three picks for the Hall of Fame this week are things where, where we can take important lessons about our own well-being from. Mental health, um, you know, the, the program Afterlife, and Simon Diamond's ECW <laughs> theme as well. Um, so and yeah, if I can... wanted to vote for one of those, Jack, where would I go? You would go to uh, patreon.com forward slash cultaholic where you can vote on the winner of the Hall of Fame and enjoy many other things as well. So check it out. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! And now it's time for this week in wrestling. <laughs> Could do that until Jack stops laughing at it. For, for audio listeners, no for, no, for audio listeners who are confused by we're laughing at the start of every segment. Matthew's got a very fancy high-end graphic that he keeps flashing up at the start of every every segment. Yeah, it's really interesting. For, for audio listeners, we need to sing the official new Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast theme, What's which that? is The Greatest Show from The Greatest Showman. This is The Greatest Show! Join in, Matthew! Wave him around like you just don't care. One of the first times I ever met Tom Campbell one of the first, it might be the first, what, certainly one of the first times I ever met him was uh, I was part of the pre-show quiz at North Wrestling and it was Halloween and Tom dressed as P.T. Barnum from The Greatest Showman. And I've never seen Tom more in his element than coming out in his top hat and his tailcoat. He looked absolutely fantastic. It was that wonderful. Sat, sat, random Saturday night clubber for Tom, that. <laughs> That's not a fancy dress costume. He goes out on the town like that. I was going to say, just where's that around the house? Anyway, smack we love you, Tom, by, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm, I love Tom, like, non ironically, so I don't want people going, oh, talking crap about you. Oh, he's the greatest showman. That's right. Smackdown to just completely turn the, the heat from optical. Uh, Braun... Smackdown takes a battering on this podcast. Smackdown was good last week compared to Raw. At least, there was re- at least there was wrestling. <laughs> I'll agree with that because I skipped a lot of this. So the bits I liked, <clears throat> I watched. Braun beat Miz. Uh, so Morrison challenged... Uh, oh, we're saying such <laughs> nice things about SmackDown, aren't we? Morrison challenged Braun to a handicap match for Braun's title at Backlash. He accepts. He lost his IC title in a handicap match. He is not Brain Strowman. That's his brother. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's a very good point. And of what course, it will be but a th- handicap match at Backlash. And it won't just be mm. a handicap match at Backlash. It will be the greatest podcast, podcast match ever. Match <laughs> ever. Should have thought about that, really. Uh huh. Where are we at? AJ Styles took on Nakamura in what was a surprisingly good match. I'm not saying surprising like these two have bad matches or anything else like that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who are still disappointed that these two did not reach the lofty expectations that they had in New Japan during the never-ending ball-smacking feud a few years ago. This match, however, I enjoyed, and I especially liked AJ Styles not being able to properly hit a Styles clash because Nakamura added his arm. So I appreciate them doing that. 
Good for them for trying. Any thoughts, Ross? That reversal Styles did from the old triangle thingy into the Styles Clash was, ooh, oh, oh, it was lovely. But yeah, that, was, that might, was, is that the best match they've had in WWE? Maybe? No, they had a good one of Money in the Bank, was it? I've they had no the idea. feud ender, but I think that I was think... that, the Australian Super Showdown thingy? I feel like their last no. man standing match was good, whenever that was. Yeah. It was a weird that time, they, that, wasn't it? When they had that good matches and then just stretched them out like too little butter on too much bread. Mm. I feel like well, there was a match when AJ finally got his revenge and hoofed Nakamura in the balls. That was a good moment. Aye. But, yeah, generally, no. Aye, good memories of Rochambeau. Bailey versus Charlotte. And, good God, I think there's less dialogue in comic book fights than there was in this match. Aha. <laughs> I am going to show you how we fight on SmackDown. No, I will show you how we is the best in SmackDown. No, I am Suck. Charlotte Flair, and I was born this year. And I'm anyway. Bailey outflares the Flair and holds the ropes to get the win without Sasha's help. Who were Mrs. Jack? Any thoughts? Charlotte was happy about losing. She was just pissing herself, laughing on the canvas after she lost. <laughs> Don't understand. But it was a good match, though. Um, Bailey and Charlotte. I think. I think that out of all of the horsewomen, Charlotte probably has the best matches with Bailey or Sasha. But this was a this was a good one. And Ross, do you want to do any more talking than Charlotte already hasn't? They need to take uh, lessons off Johnny Drip Drip. I was my main takeaway from this week's SmackDown was how good Johnny Drip Drip. You know who Johnny Drip Drip is, don't you? Easy for me to say. Johnny Drip Drip. How good he is with microphone in hand. He's amazing, isn't he? I didn't realise he was this good. Anyway, Sasha being backstage and being told to be there by Bailey was a nice little touch. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, that was true. Also, Mandy lose to Ziggler and Sonya after Otis focused on helping his girlfriend because he's a great guy and Dolph took advantage because he's a dick. Yeah. Sonya was good again. Sonya's been really um, good. I liked yeah. how they doubled down on it. Didn't do the old 50-50 booking that we all hate. Yeah. I like did that you see? Did we see Thirsty Thirsty Lance Storm on Twitter? It was really good. Was he literally thirsty? No. Because I can't imagine the other one for Lance. <laughs> Ooh, give me a sparkling water. Did he see a it particularly good-looking headlock on Twitter? <laughs> he was kind of, he was a little bit horny, but in a very Lance Storm sort of analytical way. Go so, on. I am horny. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be horny for a second. <laughs> um, All so rise so for the Canadian. Oh, here we go. So Sonia, Sonia put up a picture of her with like, she's just got like an insane set of abs at the minute. Like uh, her body, she's obviously been hitting the gym hard or a home gym, presumably. And um, Lance, she said, the caption was something like, I've got more abs than friends, and that's the way I like it. And Lance Storm replied saying, "You could still have, you could still have, basically like you could still have a fair few friends as well with abs like that." That was the the implication of what he was saying. Oof. Thirsty, thirsty Lance. Matthew looks unimpressed. I literally can't. Remember. It's like Data from Star Trek being horny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like men? Because I like women. <laughs> Do you know Chris Jericho? <coughs> he does a drop kick. Oh, whatever. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus was the main event. Sheamus beat the hell out of him the whole match. Again, going, hello, fella. You know, 
Charlotte Flair spreading. But Jeff wins with a roll-up. And if I was a wrestler, my finish would be the roll-up because no one kicks out of it. Any thoughts, Ross? Yeah, it was just a shock because I thought it was going to be nailed on uh, Sheamus winning the tournament and rounding off his total set of uh, championships in the Continental ones, the only one he hasn't held. But I was thinking maybe Jeff wins the tournament now and Sheamus is his first challenger. Lovely little tie back in, I don't know. But it was a shock all the same. A nice match, though. Yeah. He didn't sit up and go, yeah, yeah, like Charlotte. So, <laughs> any other thoughts on SmackDown, Jack? I just, like Ross said, I just thought it was a a better show than we're used to from SmackDown. So, good on them. Mm. There was no Last Dance or Vice this week, but there is The no. Last Ride on the network. Netflix's The Last Dance covered the Chicago Bulls' historic six wins, so you watched it knowing the outcome was a happy one. The Last Ride is slightly different. Uh, the Undertaker is eager to have that one good match to finish his career properly. This week was the Brothers of Destruction versus DX from Saudi Arabia <laughs> and the next week's Goldberg. Chan Freuder is uh, so good here. I'm surprised Chris Brooks hasn't already made five T-shirt <laughs> designs of it yet. Did you get a chance to see it, Jack? No, I'm, I'm behind on The Last Ride. However, um, my girlfriend watched it and updated me and said that it's really cringy. It's just really cringy to watch at the minute because we know what's going to happen. Uh, the oh, match isn't going to be good. No, not the not the general tone of it. Just knowing knowing what's going to happen, as you said. But I saw that um, a clip of that outtake. That's really funny when they call out DX. That's really that's really good. <laughs> yeah, and then Kane does the crotch chop as well because <laughs> he was a former member actually of Degeneration X, wasn't he? He was a, an associate. I mean, yeah, like Bret Hart and the NWO. Um. <laughs> have you um, ever read a full recap of Bret Hart and the NWO and the storyline I've tried it's like, but it's so convoluted it's like, it's like the Metal Gear Solid storyline it's the Revolver Ocelot of uh, yeah. NWO but on Monday Night Raw Apollo Crews wins the US Championship after defeating Andrade it's only the second most surprising result of the night as Angel Garza beats Kevin Owens oh nice write up there Jack that I read all in one go cheers yeah that's right uh, Apollo Crews Finally winning something important. If we just ignore that weird knee injury thing he had happened before, I mean, the bank, don't know why it happened. Uh, I think things look okay for Apollo Crews. Can we get excited about that yet? What do you think, Ross? Yeah. Well, the injury thing was to garner sympathy for the guy, wasn't it? Oh, was he that was what it was supposed to? Yeah, he was on a roll, then he got injured. And he did the slap thing, which sort of, hey, go on, Apollo. It's the most compet- like interesting Apollo Crews has been. In the five, six years since he's been there. Is so that how long he's been? Oh, he's, my God. Well, I was on takeovers against Corbin in 2015, wasn't he? And stuff like that. So Go back to the Ring of Honor. Honor. He, was there when we, there. he was there when we went to that NXT show in Newcastle. Yeah, nobody that cared was, back then. That was, that, was four, that was four and a half years ago. It was. Oh, my God. Was it December 2015 or something like that? Oh, mm. man. It's disgusting, isn't it? Life is going too quickly. But oh. I... I'm in, I'm interested by Apollo Crews and good for him winning. He's a good wrestler, but it's just the character, isn't it? There's nothing. Well, there's been nothing to get behind, but now he's sort of got a he's got a set of bollocks. Oof. Go on. <laughs> and they call those bollocks Stone Mountain. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rollins cut a promo on a Rey Mysterio Junior mask. Next week there'll be apparently a Rey Mysterio Junior retirement ceremony hosted by Rollins. But it'll be a shock if he actually does. Of course. Oh, thanks, Jack. People think that um, Dominic's going to get involved. 
Is he going to wear what the teal hope? suit? <laughs> the teal <laughs> suit. Like Mark Henry. Salmon. Oh. Teal's not pink. Is salmon a colour? It's teal green. Teal's like greeny blue, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> but I'd like to see a teal suit. <laughs> It'd look like Dumb and Dumber. Why did I when say teal? Oh, yeah, that's a teal suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's one for Diddlers of Cultaholic. Thank you very much. Uh, later, Murphy in Theory beat Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo. Uh, T. T. Rollins causing pocket. Team Rollins oh. causing Pocky trouble. Well, yeah, I just thought Team, Ro- <laughs> team Rocket, Team Rollins, nice. Pocky trouble. Causing yeah. trouble, Pocky trouble. Yeah. I'm gonna capture Pikachu. The Iconics <laughs> apologise to each other for their recent fight. Their women's tag champs come out and Nikki cuts a good promo on the challenges. Peyton and Billy attack and hold the belt aloft. Always like the usage of the word aloft. And uh, Nia Jax becomes number one contender, winning a triple threat match against Charlotte Flair and Natalia, with the thing being that they were all former champions. Now, when that can't be right, now when, oh yeah, Natalia did hold it like four and a half years ago, when she was visiting <laughs> Newcastle for the NXT show. And then the Viking Raiders and Street Profits play golf and then mini golf. It leads to Street Profits versus MVP and Lashley, which ends with Lashley getting himself DQ'd. Here comes Big Drew, and they brawl until the next. So your NXT PC crowd members separate to end the show and they all get infected and die. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts here on anything? Ross, what were you, What did you think about the golf? Because I really want to know your take on it. Uh, I, I'm a, it's entertaining. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, better than yeah. Random, it's better than random tag team matches that just that put on for the sake of it and the champions always lose. It's better than that. That's the way I'm looking at it. At least they're doing something a bit different. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, are they friends now? The it's a friend. Teams? It's a friendly rivalry, isn't it? I don't like understand. The... I just don't understand why the Viking Raiders keep letting them win or whatever they keep doing. I, uh, I don't know. It's fun, isn't it? Crocodiles <laughs> or alligators were involved. Yeah. <laughs> See, I skipped it, so I thought it was great. No. <laughs> they're bowling next week, aren't they? Oh, can't yeah. wait! To, can't wait to see Ivar do the old Fred Flintstone with the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then the spotty teenager working behind the counter saying he looks cute. Oh yeah, because was it the policewoman who? Yeah, it was two different. Was it? Yeah, a security guard or somebody again said he was cute. He's a, yeah. a magnet for people of authority. Of a, of a person in uniform and uh, actually I've seen mini golf crazy golf there even and it does remind me about I should have I was tempted to put it in the Hall of Fame but I thought I'd be nice any interesting for you lads I know you're not from the area but being from uh, Bishop Auckland seeing Barnard Castle trending <laughs> on Twitter oh not this and it wasn't crazy golf or class C drugs for a change it was due to uh a man comings and goings. Ah, oh. bit of wordplay. Have you been to Barney? I've Never. played them in played them in rugby because I'm a little posh boy. Oh right, yeah. Oh. So I didn't like them because they beat us. So there you go. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm I'm very proud to hear that. Yeah. Cheers. <clears throat> and then there was that one player for the Atlanta Falcons who is from Barney. So he's oh. telling this. He's telling people, look, we're trending. Then they go, I don't care. <laughs> 
I talk Outlander. <laughs> anyway, that, that little discretion aside, AEW Dynamite. The Bucks and Matt Hardy beat Janela and Private Party after Party Quinn appeared to get hurt. But no, it was not a real injury like all of last week's episode. It apparently was a worked injury. So to get Matt Hardy a reason to exit the ringside area, tell Quinn in the back that Butcher and the Blade could attack the young Bucks and then lead to the debut of FTR. Say yeah. The revival. We can say it. Yeah. Uh, F, yeah, F the rest. <laughs> That's what it means, isn't it? Officially in AEW, the t-shirt says F the rest. Nice. Not fear oh. the revolt or something. Yeah. It can mean lots of things. Yeah. Anything you wanted to. I'm trying to think what it could stand for. <laughs> fear the Reaper. like Yeah. Like, too dum, much carbon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker is out in a wheelchair. And says an injury result of a conspiracy, C-O-N-spiracy, led by Aubrey Edwards. And she says she'll be back at All Out in September. It's so good. I love how she thinks it's Aubrey. (laughs) I hope that it continues. I hope that her and Aubrey do eventually, like, maybe have a match? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I hope her and Aubrey have a match. Yeah. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, it's obviously a uh, very crap thing to happen to a wrestler get injured. However, Britt Baker is so good at segments and talking and making Tony Schiavone's life a living hell that it's almost good that happened to her because she can just do this every week and I'm fine with it. It's like when Angle hurt his leg. Yes. And he's in the wheelchair. <laughs> Cody announces a weekly TNT Championship Open Challenge. It will begin next week against Jungle Boy, who won a battle royal, which includes some tension between MJF and Wardlow. Wardlow's starting to walk for miles inside this pit of danger, isn't he? He's starting to get that way. I'm really excited. Do you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a Kenny Omega facial expression as well. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if Lance Storm was in Evolution? 
I'll be bothered. Jericho and the Inner Circle have a pep rally <laughs> to cheer themselves up after losing a double or nothing. After getting... You haven't left it. You haven't got it here. I've got my notes, though. Jake Hager's poem. Oh, oh happiness. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the highlight of his career. And I never thought the five-star wrestling promos would be beaten. But the end to that poem. My God. Yeah. I've start, started calling them and right, though. It doesn't quite work when it comes oh. out. It's better written Nice. Down. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. There we go. That's a last storm else, approval. <laughs> did anyone else find that, even though they're heels, I felt really sorry for the inner circle. They're so sad about losing the stadium stampede match. They've got to get all these. They've got to get rid of all these t-shirts. <laughs> oh, I so feel good. sorry for them. Oh, look. I feel sorry for them. Sorry, <laughs> on his crutches again. Oh. But don't feel but too they, sorry for him because well, Mike Tyson comes out with Vitor Belfort. And I'm glad that they named him because I did not recognize him because he used to be blown up like a life raft. Now he looks like a human being. I was like, oh, okay. He was big on the TRT. Oof. What a run yeah. that was. Anyway, people will say uh, it's, it was an interesting segment because on one hand, people were going, are they seriously building up something of an incident that happened 10 years ago on Raw that was forgotten about a week later? <laughs> on the other hand if you got I don't know the internet like this phone here you have noticed that Mike Tyson is currently being talked about everywhere including this here very podcast because he's been sparring very well for a 53 year old as people are wondering if he's going to fight Tyson Fury or Shannon Briggs or whatever like that and if it turns out that AEW have got him while everyone's speculating he's going to Saudi Arabia to fight whatever and he's actually getting ready for a match with Chris Jericho <laughs> like well done AEW well done <laughs> so um, any thoughts there Ross I want to see Mike Tyson versus that t-shirt again <laughs> that was fantastic that <laughs> I've got nothing else to say it was just yeah nick the cheese and the, uh, the champagne or the bubbly sorry yeah it, uh, they, they can't be going for one the match between Jericho and Tyson they can't be but they might be <laughs> But if oh, it happens, God. guess who's watching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, there was a bit where, um, Matthew, when you do your next botchamania, see if I'm right here, because I think I spotted one of these one of these little botches, you know, just want to point out. So Jericho throws what looks to be like a legit right hand into the face of one of Tyson's entourage. And JR goes, right hand to Vito Belfort. It's not Belfort. Belfort's on the other side of the crowd. Like he's not. He's nowhere near. It's really embarrassing. You know how? You know what isn't Vitor Belfort? Because Chris Jericho wasn't torn apart <laughs> yeah. like a model combat fatality immediately afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't just me and Jim Ross who didn't know. <coughs> oh, that. Oh, that's Vitor. With all the air let out of him. God. <laughs> By the way, Jim Ross has been so much better. In this three-man group, I've probably said that once, but given that I spent so long ragging on him, I think I should say it every week so people know that I'm positive now. Almost as positive as NXT. Did anyone else see this episode? I'm catching up on it. I've only seen the highlights of the the cage. That's all I've seen. Right, NXT has been a bit wee this 2020. I've found so I've not been much of a fan skipping ahead stuff. This was a good episode. Uh, Drake Maverick wins the triple threat. Kushida and Jake Atlas 
to decide his block in the interim cruiserweight title tournament. Bit of a weird finish because he's uh, Kushida, should say, has the top rope spinning armbar from the Mercy on Jake Atlas, but then Drake Maverick pins Jake Atlas, and it's somehow it's a pin. But it's not a pin, Jeff. But it is a pin, Jeff. But it's not a mm -hmm. pin. Let's clear that up. And meaning that Drake goes and is having the match with El Fantasmo at the In Your House. Not El Fantasmo, you silly goose. I've, I've typed El Fantasmo here. You're right. It's El Hio del Fantasmo. Fantasma. Very Fantasma. similar. One of them's... One of them's... I have a cold. Okay. One of them's <laughs> probably Canadian and that. And I took him to Rusty's once. Not Rusty's. Where did I take him? Filthy's. They're both filthy. No, if if, 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 if Fantasmo had stepped into Rusty's, he would never have emerged, Matthew. He would never have come out of there with their life. Have to beat them off like a. You would have been torn oh, or why did I say it like that? Gargano <laughs> beat each other, and then Mayhem and Keith Lee mocked their previous segments, and a bit on the Titan Tron, uh, mocking the bit where they sat around the table and they had the bright lights and being all silly and funny and that. And Keith Lee had a good line where he went, "Hi, I'm Johnny Gargano, and I'm the same size as my action figure." <laughs> uh, I got a mixed tag match there. Should be interesting. Shoji Blackheart came out in a little tank. And during the match, it got stolen. So she panicked. And it was not a good night for her because then she overshot the springboard coffin drop. Oh, I did see that. Bloody oh, hell. my God. I can't for the life of me think how this makes sense in Kafab, why someone would do a move where they can't see their opponent. Don't understand why Kofi does the... Is it trust fall, I think he calls it? Darby Allen Lisa makes sense because, you know, he's a bit raged. But anyway, she does this, can't see, overshoots, lands on her head and neck. Uh, pal's like, like, oh, I'm supposed to be showing care for you, but I'm actually also worried about you in real life for realsies. But she seemed to be okay enough to finish the match. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Charlotte and Chelsea Green beat Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley in a match that was so good. I skipped to the end because I'm not watching three Charlotte segments per week. How dare you say that? But the key bit here was Charlotte Green took the bullet for Charlotte and that allowed Charlotte to win with the roll-up. Ooh. Adam Cole appears via Zoom and says he doesn't want to see Velveteen Dream again, so I assume he's turned face. And then we have the main event, the best match NXT this year. Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher in a cage. But it's not a cage. It's a cage with no ropes and a little platform on the top. And it looked cool as hell. It made you this want to go, really I want to good. become a wrestler so I can have that match. <laughs> Very much like uh, the Lion's Den from 1988. Was this as good so. as everyone? I've heard several people say it was really, really good. I liked it because I like Timothy Thatcher. And it was nice because the previous few weeks have been building him up by knocking him down. I think we'll have to call it the Apollo's Cruise push. But this was the time when you want to go, all right, well, what can Timothy Thatcher do? This. Uh, Riddle gave him everything he had, and Thatcher's like, nah, don't care that you knocked out my teeth, don't care that I'm bleeding, don't care there's angle here to say, hey, watch it out. Took everything he had. Uh, Matt Riddle did the Anthony Pettis Showtime kick. Off oh, the cage. Nice. So that's just like, I don't care. And beat him, made him tap out. And as a result, Matt Riddle has this horrible punishment where he's been demoted <laughs> to Raw. <laughs> Smackdown, possibly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, his career up in smoke. Yes. So, uh, if you've got a chance to watch that out, not often I put over NXT. So, if you say, if I'm saying good things about it, then make up that what you will. Um, yeah, no one else watched it. That's a lot of wrestling. Any last thoughts on any of the wrestling that's happened? Oh, no, nothing's happened. 
Apart from the Premier League. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> now it's time for the greatest mailbag. Oh, the joke's dead. Let's have a look at the mailbag on my phone number one. Hey guys, last week someone named Dylan from Turkey messaged you. I'm from Turkey too, and there's really no one to talk wrestling around here. I would like if you guys introduce me to her. Yes, Dylan is a girl's name in Turkey. Cheers from Turkey, and here's the name. Uh, it's spelled E-N-V-E-R-H-A-N, so I'm going to go with Enverin. I guess, yep, yeah. I'm going to stick with that. But are we a date insight now? What's yes, this? we are. That's the whole <laughs> question. That's it, by the way. That's the whole thing. Uh, okay. We're, we're taking professional rest at the Turkey, man. It's a lovely, wholesome thing. If, uh, okay. If the yeah. aforementioned name is I've forgotten is watching, get in touch. Get get the mailbag contacted. We'll set you up yeah. on a Zoom call so you can watch wrestling together. What a lovely story. Oh... Uh. <laughs> But if you don't want to, yeah. if you don't want to, no pressure. Don't feel like you've got to. It's totally up to you. What is going on here? So, uh, Dylan, can't wait to hear from you and all the messages you're getting from our new friend Easy E. <laughs> this reminds me of the glory days of Power Slam magazine, where in the back back pages it used to say like, "Hi, let's just uh, hi, Mafu, Mafu from County Durham. Yes, that County Durham wants to talk with friends who are big fans of the Hardy Boys." <laughs> 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 that's how it used to be people come on you, so this isn't that weird do they still have in the metro paper where it's like spotted a lovely lass on the at monument station would love to make her mine like, what's that about right I want to hear from people that that's actually worked with yeah, like, yeah. Hey, do you mean me and they're like send us a picture <laughs> nah <laughs> <laughs> question number two hello dream boats oh might be the same person I hope you're doing well. I've been using quarantine to finish writing a middle grade graphic novel about a girl who wants to be a pro wrestler. The hardest part has been coming up with fake wrestler names, so I've been using create a pro wrestlers I remember making and here comes the pain. For example, the tag team of Mac and Cheese being a big horse and cruiserweight respectively. My question is, did you as kids ever make hypothetical wrestling personas? And if so, what was the most ridiculous, embarrassing or perfect? Thank you again, as always, for your help during these crazy times, for keeping me updated on wrestling, so I have to watch 647 hours a week of it. Uh, <laughs> kindly, Dan Davis from Truckee, California. Truckee. How's it spelled? Truck, like, you know, rum, 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 and with two E's on the end. Oh. It sounds like something <laughs> Otis would yell. Yeah. <laughs> Might Thank be you, Dan American. Davis. Oh, well, I look like a hideous racist, so no, don't, don't, no change no, there then. <laughs> Moving quickly on. Any silly names you used to do when you were doing your little creator wrestling thing that we all know you did back when you were wee Ben? Let's go with you, Ross, because um, I know that you have three. I've got one. I always used to go, I don't know why, but I thought Damien was a badass name, so it was always Damien. And my most used one, it was always Damien Blood. Which oh, I really like. Oh, yes. Because, you know... <laughs> Blood, whoa, scary, but now you're deep blood, dick blood, I don't know. That's what comes to mind, I want to say so. <laughs> but it's, who's dick, dick blood's a thing, isn't it? Ricky, isn't Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's yeah. real name. Ricky's yeah, by the way, to clarify, he didn't just say dick blood and we all started laughing because of our title channel. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat's is his wrestling name. Dick yeah. blood is his real name. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, Damien Blood was always the one to go with. And he always wore shades. Damien Blood. Nice. You missed your call working on NXT. Uh, uh, <laughs> I never had a persona. No, I never had a I never had a name, but I had a I had a, a finisher that I made up with a finishing name, but it's the it's just cringiest. It's not it's not like it's not so cringy, it's funny. It's just a bit crap. So I always used to give myself on the games and stuff. You know the rocks float over DDT. I just called it oh, the J bomb. Oh, it's just it's just not it's me trying to be cool and it just wasn't. So that was my finisher, the J bomb. Yeah. Good times. Well, I was like the the daft puns, so I'm like Disco Inferno. So I've got like, uh, not Paul. What was your lukewarm? <laughs> that was one. And at one point in our little federation, and by federation I mean, of course, some lads resting in the front garden until Mum comes home, and then we all ran in and pretended we just got in. Uh, we were going to do Singapore Kane, but. We didn't know anything about Singapore, so we just had a cane mask and then a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. My knowledge There's of Singapore the outside King. world, outside the UK and Ireland, <laughs> was pretty much the end there. So thank you very much, Dan Davis, from Truckee, California. Number three, hello, you handsome devils, you. Oh, thank you. Why um, is everyone interest- being like this on the... Everyone's so it? bored and lonely. Everyone's hornier than Lance Storm <laughs> looking at, you know, 1950s looking at, wrestling. Looking at binary. <laughs> hello you handsome <laughs> devils you I have an interesting question for you this week oh goody if you could join either the shield the elite keeping it modern DX or the primetime players who would you join <laughs> <laughs> thanks in advance Sean Day wait a minute Sean Day Sean, Sean Day Oh, day of the week. WWE commentator, Sean. I thought it was yeah, you know Sean what? Dang. You know what? I'll just change it. The, yeah, yeah, it's Sean Dang. He says hello from WWE. No, he says the plexiglass does nothing. Ah, oh, sorry about that, mate. No, Sean Day. Thank you for your question. So those names again were the Shield, the Elite, DX, or the Primetime Players. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Okay. He will not be making millions of dollars. <laughs> um. I wouldn't join the Shield. I'd be they're too cool. I'd feel I'd feel stupid next to the Shield. If I joined the Elite, then I'd join the Elite because I've got experience making stupid videos on the internet, and that's what they're all about. That's my logic there. That's my answer, Ross. I would join DX because that would be like winning that set for life lottery thing, where you get ten grand every month for the rest of your life. Because you're never not going to be relevant if you're in DX. There you go. Matthew? That's right. I would also join DX because I would join lofty uh, people such as Hornswoggle. He was, for some reason, conspicuous by his absence to the Hall of Fame. But I assume his check's in the mail. Um, that's all I've got there, really. The Shield, you get killed at some point. Uh, I'm not cool enough to be in the Elite. And the primetime players, yeah, you're probably I can't think why co- I joined there. You're probably cooler than half the elite, to be honest. I would ask them, do you like Simon Diamond's theme song from ECW? And <laughs> whoever said yes, I would join yes. And if they whoever said who's Simon Diamond, I would just kindly decline. <laughs> Hi there, Dolph Diddlers. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we haven't had that one. That's good. Oh, well done. Can of Coke. I was uh, enjoying my weekly dose of BBC One hit TV show, 
Casualty? There's no way that's still on telly. It is every Saturday night, isn't it? What? Well, it's not like I repeat then. It's actual, like, proper casualty. How many seasons is that? It was on when I was a bear. Yeah. On my black and white TV that had to wind up, it was... uh, That's that's not true, by the way. Anyway, uh, casualty apparently is on the air, which is news to me. Uh, When out of nowhere, a wrestling storyline... Oh, of course it did. (laughs) There was a deaf man who had the gimmick of a monk because he took a vow of silence because he was deaf. The ring announcer would shout to the crowd, can he hear you? And the crowd would be overfilled with joy as they replied, no, he can't. <laughs> the monk lad ended up in hospital because a lightning rig fell onto him <laughs> because he couldn't hear it falling. Oh, my God. <laughs> but we're all going, look out. He's like, huh? <laughs> When he got in hospital, it turns out he had a wife and child who he was ignoring because he wanted to do the wrestle. The show ended with him quitting the wrestle because his wife yelled at him. So, so accurate. That's, to be fair, very accurate, that. So the question is, which wrestle people would thrive in a low-budget, bad storyline BBC weekly drama show? Personally, uh... I don't have an answer because I just wanted to tell the story and forgot the thing of a question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harry, my new favourite person. That was really good. Oh, God, I'm sweating. That's the sort of questions oh. you want on the podcast. Ones that incorporate rubbish British TV. Oh. Casualty sounds exactly the same as it was when I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, because I've got quite a soft spot for Midsummer Murders. I, I, I know it's not BBC. I don't think it's BBC, but I've got, I do like a bit of Midsummer. But who would be a good villain in that? Like, someone... It can't be someone overtly, like, conniving, like Kip Sabian. He's too... He's way too flash for Midsummer Murders. It needs to be someone a bit... Like, just a bit... Like, some, any any old UK veteran in Midsummer Murders. Let's say Marty Jones. There we go. Marty Jones in Midsummer Murders would be for me. He's a bit evil, isn't he? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Where did that come from? His, his dirty voice. Oh, a horrible, dirty accent. <laughs> and Sam loves to do an impression of Marty Jones, and it's disgusting. I hate it. I wish he wouldn't. Let's hear your Marty Jones impression, Jack. Oh, yeah, right. I'm Marty Jones. There you go. Sam's is way better. Sam's is much more... Quite scared now that Marty Jones is going to send some lads around that he knows. <laughs> It's a good job no one watches this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Ross, what's your answer? Well, I try not to wee myself. The first name that came to my head was Ziggler because of all the, the soap-esque storylines he's been involved in with his many girlfriends and love triangles and love hexagonals and Vicky Guerrero back in the day and all that malarkey. There you go. Good answer. Thank I you. could see him in Hollyoaks or something. Yeah. Oof, bit of a burn there, Jack. <laughs> Uh, what's my favourite NAF weekly British thing? I think it's Emmerdale by default because my parents still watch it. And I remember the Dingles. And now I see Zach Dingle. He's got a white, not even grey, just pure white Santa Claus now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm old. So because they've got the wool pack, I would have big, sexy Kevin Nash. <laughs> and he can do the, the intimidating thing because he's obviously a big lad. And whenever they come and bother him, I'm like, oh, 
You big sexy. You get intimidated by not even looking up as he eats his Yorkshire pudding directly in the <laughs> microphone. <sighs> I can see. I can see. My favourite joke get... is referencing that one interview. By the way, I can see Marty Jones getting involved as well in Emmerdale. He's that type. I can't see Tom Ziggler in Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it would be really horrible, wouldn't it? Like the helicopter touches down in the middle of the field, all the sheep's run away. Like Tambo. <laughs> He's like, is this where the charity wrestling shows are? Oh, <laughs> God. You get on thy tractor and piss off right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yunk. Yeah. <laughs> get back okay. to that bloody California before I have a go at you. Shut that math. Anyway... <laughs> Thank you very much from behalf of everybody here, even the people who aren't really here, for those lovely little, questions. This week. Oh, I've go on. I thought of a little story. Ziggler wins them over by joining the local cricket team and just like bosses it because he's athletic. He's going to love him. Hey, I've never seen uh, a cover drive like that for nigh on 50 years. <laughs> well, because you're a yank, we'll call you Hammy. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, the, like Ziggler nicked all Michael's stuff, he nicked both of them and stuff like that? Uh, He's got a Bob, Bob uh, Willis perm though already. Yeah, yeah he does. Oh. I want to see Dolph Ziggler in Emmerdale now so much. If you have any other questions, please send them <laughs> to mailbag.com and these guys will do the rest of the podcast while I have a bit of a nap. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Reese's Pieces, the segment's so good, you know the rest. Uh, Torpe Con, hello, fellas. First, let me hello. just say thank you for continuing to produce fantastic content during a time when many people need it most. You won't be saying that after you've seen the mailbag this week. <laughs> My submission for this week's Reese's Pieces involves finishes specifically shared finishes that have been used by more than one person. Ooh, that's good. Curious to hear which of these wrestlers you think is the master of that move. All the best. Jeff from Boise, Idaho, USA. Boise, Idaho. That's, a good, I was that's say, a good question. Boise is B-O-I-S-E. So I assume it's exactly like the guy on Only Fools and Horses. Who laughs a lot? I think it's pronounced Boise. Boise, Idaho. Mm. I think Ross has got the... Thing Harry, Harry and Paul did a skip on the bus, didn't they, back in the day? Is that it? Oh. You must have seen that, Matthew. I, I have if you have, Ross. <laughs> uh, but moving on from Dolph Ziggler and Harry and Paul, it's his fastest thought first, so we'll go Jack, Ross, me, Bret Hart, Sharpshooter versus Sting's Scorpion, Deathlock. Oh, Bret Hart, Sharpshooter. Yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah, it's Bret Yokozuna's Banzai Drop versus Rikishi's Banzai Drop. Rikishi was better at it, but Yokozuna's looked more destructive. So I'll go for Yokozuna. He's just massive. Yeah, Yokozuna used to actually sit on them, didn't he? Well, it looked like it anyway. Uh, yeah, Yokozuna for squishing at least one jobber into pancake batter. Goldberg Spear versus Roman Reigns Spear. Roman Reigns Spear's like... Oh. Roman Reigns Spear's like a model textbook spear. It's so lovely and polite, but it's got to be Goldberg's because he just destroys. It's Gold. It's obviously Goldberg. It's Goldberg, yeah. Yeah, Goldberg. I'm sure Roman Reigns' running hug is uh, a lot easier to take, but give me Goldberg spearing a big fat guy on WWE Saturday Night 97 any day of the week. 
Jerry Lawler's pile driver versus Terry Funk's pile driver. I don't know. I'll go for Lawler, I guess. Yeah, I'll go for Lawler. But that's, I've, I've only seen Terry Funk do a pile driver in his middle-aged and crazy days, so it might yeah. be different. <laughs> no, I like Terry Funk's pile driver because he looks like he's actually putting up a genuine fight just to get them up because he's middle-aged and crazy. So it's like, yeah. it's like one leg's there, one leg's there. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. You need to take his tombstone pile driver versus Kane's tombstone pile driver. Mm. In their prime, Undertaker's. But nowadays, I don't like it anymore. Going to be controversial, this, Matthew. I'm going Kane, me. Because Kane, while Taker would go down on his knees and it looked, you know, Kane used to just sort of let his feet drop from belief and just go like, oh, fall down as quickly as possible. So I'm going to go Kane because he didn't seem to take as much care. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a running theme amongst these. Like, yeah, that one, because it hurt more. (laughs) On that note, I'm going with Undertaker's, but specifically that period when Undertaker was in the best shape of his career, and he had flat chest, and he to build up. Uh, I think it was that Kurt Angle match. No way out. He did it to Mark Henry, and you can't even imagine that during like ninety, whatever, ninety ninety to ninety eight, or current Undertaker. But that period in time was like, yeah, Tombstone Mark Henry, right for a Kurt Angle, and then stared at him like this. Oh, <laughs> Bob Backlund's cross-face chicken wing or Marty Skrull's cross-face chicken wing? Marty Skrull's, I like the funny setup. how he's there for ages going for a long time. Um, Yeah, Marty Skrull's because it's funnier. Aye, Skrull's, everyone loves to sing along, don't they? I can't believe you're not voting for Bob Mr. Bob Backlund. Sorry. The man how you have to name all the American presidents in order to get a autograph with him. Oh, you know, just give him $20. He's a wrestler after all. That crossface <laughs> chicken wing won him the title at Survivor Series 94. How dare you? I'm surprised you're happy about that because Bret Hart lost. Marty Skrulls, uh, crossface chicken wing is <laughs> the superior one there. Thank you for reminding me of that. Austin Aries, Brain Buster versus Kid Lycos's Brain Buster. Kid Lycos shouts Brain Buster, which is always... Which is always good. But Austin Aries, for all his faults as a likable person, had a fantastic brain bust. Austin, Aries, Austin Aries is a really, really good wrestler. And the fact that he's not as successful as he should be, I think says more about, you know, him being a bit of a dick than his wrestling. I'm going for Austin Aries is what I'm saying. Austin Aries, move on, Matthew. What do you think? <laughs> I'm telling you to go Marty Jones' brain buster after that, but I'll go with Kid Lycos because he's a good lad. Uh, Batista's Batista Bomb versus Jushwin Liger's Liger Bomb. Hmm. Oh, Batista, because he's huge. Oh. I'm going to go Liger, because he put them down at a higher angle. Yeah. like Liger can hit it on anybody, but Batista can also hit on any... What well, stupid logic. Yeah, Liger. <laughs> Christ, Matthew. Tiger Masks, Tiger Driver, 91, versus Tyler Bates, Tyler Driver, uh, 97. Well, Tiger Masks. Yeah, Tiger Mask. Never seen him do it, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen many Tiger Masks Prime, but I have seen Tyler Bates. Oh, Christ, was his Prime when he was like 17 or something? Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask. Stan Hansen's Lariat versus JBL's Clothesline from Heck. Stan Hansen. JBL. Stan Hansen, he's legally blind without his glasses, so he'll just hit the Lariat and hope he gets you. 
Big Show's WMD versus... Christ, they did call it that, didn't they? WMD versus Lacey <laughs> Evans, women's right. Uh, recently, Lacey Evans has really been doing some excellent women's rights, so I'll go for hers, actually. Neither. Stupid move. <laughs> Should never happen. Never leaves a mark. Load of bollocks. Load of bollocks! I'll be like my granddad and not pick women's rights. And... <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch versus Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Dream. Oh, the Million Dollar Dream. I like that. Oh, the sensual Cobra Clutch. <laughs> Aye, I'm going with Ross. <laughs> the orgasmic Cobra Clutch. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero's... <laughs> but he would find that pornography. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero's Frog Splash versus RVD's Five Star Frog Splash. I think it's still Eddie's, even though RVD's is more difficult. I'm still going to go for Eddie's. I'm going to go for RVD just because of the the little thing after the impact. Ba-boom! Uh, I don't want me to pick. RVD, who am I can. Randy Savage's Flying Elbow Drop versus Kyrie Sane's Insane Elbow. Oh, oh, Kyrie Sane's got the best elbow drop I've ever seen. Kyrie Sane. I love Randy Savage. Sorry, Kyrie. Uh, big show. Big shows. Come on, Matthew. I almost read big questions, so I got confused. CM yeah. Punk's GTS versus Kenta's GTS. Kenta's is better, but Punk's was better for WWE, if that makes sense. Punk's was more sports entertainment y, whereas Kenta's was more. Japanese wrestling so I can't choose that. I'm, I'm going to choose that one because they're both good in their own way I prefer Kentish just because it was more brutal uh, I haven't seen him do it too many times though. <laughs> I'm going to say CM Punk's GTS because of the height of Punkamania uh, my mate hit it on another mate uh, at a club one time <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Did he hurt himself? Well, it was like, you know, so he went, oh, put me shoulders. Oh, all right. Then he did it. Oh, you know, you know, oh, Newcastle. imagine, imagine the bouncers at Rise if, if they had to deal with people hitting finishes on each other whenever that music, whenever a wrestler's theme right. came on. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Remember, remember Lights Out? Remember that? That's good. Oh. What's the first place you're going to go after everything goes back to normal well I'm guessing that pubs are going to open first before nightclub do you mean when everything like everything's totally back open again let's just hypothetically say everything's open what's the first thing in Gandhi I reckon down the Usburn somewhere if the weather's nice Ooh. Clooney or something like that somewhere you can have a little sit outside nice and what play with you? the dogs yeah what about you I'll be tempted to eat everything from any takeaway I pass, to be honest with you. But I think past that temptation, yeah, I'll say the Usburn as well, actually. It's a good answer. What about you, Ross? Wherever the wind takes me. I would have said spoons. <laughs> I would have said spoons, but that's no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't, don't know anymore. Yeah. I don't know anymore. They've ruined it. They've ruined it. I know my mates are lazy get, and they go, oh, this is good of spoons. I go, nah, 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 nah. No, comrade. <laughs> Let's get away from there. Heartbreaking, anyway. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you find out like, your favourite wrestlers in Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably are. Yeah. Let's move on. But if you have any recent pieces, and that was nice and concise, thank you very much, blokey from Idaho. <laughs> please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Jeff, wasn't it? Jeff. 
It was, but I like my way better. It's Cultaholics. The question. Well, what a great part. Oh, I forgot to do, do for explain for people. Um, the reason why I've been doing this little stupid sight gag is because on the graphics for Backlash, they've had this for every match that's been announced. So what a pay-per-view. There we go. Ah, what a pay-per-view. Um, not only will Orton versus Edge be the greatest wrestling match of all time, but so will every other match on the show. <laughs> imagine if it just, you see if Orton, just knocks it out of the park. Do you see Orton's thing on Instagram? He's like, I bought a plane. But then he's like, the hashtag was like, I, don't blame me for hitting this, the greatest match ever thing. I don't think he's on board, Randy Orton. I wonder where it came. I hope we find out one day where it's all come from. Because it makes no sense. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Yeah, we're why not we're here to be discussing backlash. That's negativity we can do without. The big question this week is what has been the best cinematic match of the lockdown era? And we'll have a quick rundown through them. They were, of course, number one, the Boneyard match. And you forgot the name of it there between AJ Styles versus Undertaker, starring those two guys that died and then never came back. The Firefly Funhouse, starring John Cena, Bray Wyatt, and a lot of symbolism. Then we had Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in the, oh my God, this match appears to be longer than The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> uh, the Money in the Bank match, where both the women's and men's briefcases were somewhere in Titan Towers. They're on the roof. They said that to start the show. Somehow it took them ages to get the roof. And finally, the stadium stampede match that AW just had. And an honorable mention, as Jack was telling me there via waving his hand around, that Impact Wrestling, the people who originated the cinematic wrestling term, that's the term everyone else is using, we're going to use it. Uh, what was it, Jack? It was the North. It was a tag team match between the North and Cody, Dina and Wheels. I've not watched it yet, so I'm not going to pretend I know how good it was. But... Um... I think it was meant to be getting decent reviews. I think people said, oh, it was all right. It was all right. But I don't think it was as good as like the better ones we've seen so far. From what I can glean anyway. But I'm going to check it out and see what it's like. So have we just broken that news for a lot of people that Cody Dina is back in NXT? I bet, in yeah, we probably have. Yeah. <laughs> Who's confusing NXT with Impact? Anyway, moving on. Uh, Ross, do you have Man of Culture? Oh, Am I? Yes, that's the segue, and I'm sticking to it. What has been your favourite? The Firefly Funhouse. Why is that? Because I still don't know what it was. <laughs> I, like the, I like the ambiguity of it all. We're still not quite sure what we saw. Was it a dream John Cena had? Was it, I don't know, a vision inside Bray Wyatt's head? Was it all real? Is John Cena really gone, vanished forever, never to be seen again? All the references made me laugh. Enjoy, have a great time. Um, yeah, for me, that was just, yeah, that was the one that nailed it the most for me in this era of silly wrestling that's not supposed to be presented as, you know, oh, it's supposed to be a real fight and whatnot. Can, anything can happen. That's the one that took it to the extremes uh, more than the rest have. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the rest of them. I did. I've enjoyed all, apart from Gargano and uh, Chapa that I think took itself a bit too seriously. I've enjoyed them all, but for me, the Firefly Funhouse was just that bat poo crazy. It's my favourite one. Who's got an next? amazing answer? Well, who who can possibly follow that? I you. know, Jack <laughs> can. Um, the Firefly Funhouse is my second favourite, 
But I think my favourite one was the Stadium Stampede on Saturday because it was the right mixture for me of... Um, I like these matches the best when they're like partly stupid and wacky, but partly still a match. So Money in the Bank for me was a little bit too on the silly side of it with these random jokes and like Doink the Cloud and stuff. Firefly Funhouse, because it didn't even try to be a match, was good because of that. But I think the best one when you... I sort of look at all of them and what I, I personally enjoyed the most for me it has to be uh, the Stadium Stampede because there were just so many just so many good parts just so many funny and good parts and there was a horse and a man on fire and Brick killed a guy with a trident <laughs> I love that Anchor it was like that Anchor Man scene it was really funny and Jericho's and Jericho doing the throwing the challenge flag and making the ref look at the decision back it was just all so good so I'm going for that one Stadium Stampede what about you, Matthew? Same Stampede was very good in what it was trying to do. I did like the Matt Hardy regenerating almost like Doctor Who until they got the proper one. It was a good bit. Liked it. Appreciate the they can still use Impact's jokes even if they don't have the rights to it. But I'll go with, to be positive, the Boneyard match because the build-up to the match was, what What are we going to get? I, it's, it's all pre-taped. It's, it's, what the hell's a Boneyard match? And what we got... I remember watching like sit down and was like rum 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 I'm like and then Metallica started playing I'm like oh they're really going for it they're really gonna go like all in this this thing <coughs> and it was just a silly action fight scene you get from you know Hercules the legendary journeys or something but because I wasn't expecting it and because it worked so well because it was just a cheesy crap cheesy cheesy keep on saying cheesy because it, it's the only thing I can think of to describe it but that's what we want Undertaker vs AJ Styles and an editing suite is way better than any match that those two are going to have just in a ring anywhere, despite what Undertaker may think on The Last Ride, Chapter 33, whatever, however that ends up going. So I'm going to go with that because of how much of a pleasant surprise it was. But honourable mention to Gargano Champa, not the match itself, of course, which was like watching paint dry, but for the one moment that, and credit for him still keeping it up, Brian Alvarez on his YouTube show, Started talking about how bad Mauro Ronello's commentary was until Vinny had to point out there wasn't any commentary for the match. And then Brian Did moved he? on. Wait. Is it, that was oh. the same Alvarez who said Otis climbed the ladder as well or something, didn't he? Someone tweeted me saying that he said that as well. Oh. <laughs> what type of wrestling journo would talk about wrestling he hasn't seen? <laughs> I, I, imagine the, I imagine the ladder one was just a slip of the tongue if he was like, and then he climbed the ladder... And won the match, but not... He climbed the, the ladder. <laughs> Minus five! No. Oh, God. It's one of my favourite sound bites ever in wrestling, that. It's so good. It is. But you know what isn't minus five stars? These cinematic matches. Right now, these lads and lasses are doing what they can. Don't laugh at my segue. With the, what they've got and the stuff. And I'm glad they're doing this because the po-faced, ultra-serious wrestling stuff it can work, depending on the place in the card. But as Ross said, continuously through the review with Double or Nothing, wrestling needs variety. Sometimes that variety is silliness. Sometimes it's Cena Warrior Princess style fights. Sometimes it's crap. And sometimes that's what you want in a card. So It sounded like you'd said Cena Warrior Princess. And I really want to see that. I really want to see that program now. John Cena Warrior Princess. Right on after Dolph Ziggler and Emida. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was no and that Marty, was a very good sorry, I like John, John no, Jones don't. finding out where you live 
<laughs> Sorry about cutting um, you off, though. That was a really good point. That was well. That was well. No, that was up. fine. I'm glad you cut me off because no, I have nothing good. else to say on the point. Any other thoughts from the lads? Fine. Well, this seems a perfect time to end the podcast. Podcast. There we go. I messed up my words. We got nearly this close. We'll mess up anything. Podcast. Podcast. Call us whatever you like, but don't be late to next week's podcast and to see how long and ungainly my hair has become. I'm currently at the Peter Beardsley level. Let's see where it goes. Ross, <laughs> Ross, have you got anything to plug? That's coming up on Coverholic. I, myself, and my darling husband, Sam, are doing a tiered list ranking on some uh, of the more famous wrestling couples because it was, yeah, today that the video went live. It was the 28th of May, I believe, last year when that video went live of Vegas. Oh. There you go. Lovely. What a happy memory that was. Yeah. (laughs) What was it? The Chapel of the Somethings. Forgot what it was. Chapel of the Broken Heart. Yeah. Ah, what a lovely time that was. And I think I will celebrate that by uh, doing some edibles. What will you be doing, Jack? (laughs) Um, I'm going to plug... I've just found out as we were doing the podcast, people might have seen me checking my phone. That's because I received a message from uh, Adam Pacitti, who has told me that... I know, I know who's told me that uh, Tom is taking a few days off next week. So I will be back on Raw Graded. See you there, fans. Oh, I can't imagine Tom not working. That's inconceivable. We'll have to see what happens there. And you can only find out what happens with those videos by subscribing to Coldaholic, which you should be, by now, be around here. Click the button, give us a like as well. That's all that's this. Like Spike! Smash Matthew. that like button. Please the algorithm. Like that's Spike! All glory to the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much. If you have any uh, mailbag suggestions or recent pieces, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And if you'd like to vote in the Hall of Fame, please go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Yes, got it right. But at the end of the show, we always like to end it, as we always do, which is by playing Simon Diamond's theme song. Very hard to do. Wave me around like, like you just don't, just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Join us. Join us. Join us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 